0: Hi, you guys want some cookies? Cookies?
1: Cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses. And joining me, as he always does,
0: my bosom buddy, Bobby Castro. Hey, Hey, Dan, all you have to do is ask and I'll be here. And even if you don't ask, I'll be here. Ready to ready to record whenever you want.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's less about you being um, good friend, a good friend and more you don't have anything going on.
0: Nothing going on. 40-year-old guy. I'm down to like six friends with COVID and everything. Probably down to like three friends at this point. So I'm available.
1: You are. I am as well. So that's why we're still doing this podcast. If, That's why. If we were actually busy, it's like, oh, I have all these projects and uh, <laughs> I got so many things going on. I just we, we find we find time because we like doing the show. Well, it's more like we have a lot of time.
0: Yep. And we're in we're in each other's bubbles. You know, we could have bubbled ourselves out of this. You could have been like, oh, I would love to record. But, you know, we're kind of taking this. We're taking this seriously as we should. And you're not right. in the bubble. But not we, the bub. we decided to bub together. So we're all. We're, we're all, bub- we're bubbed up.
1: Um, how is everything Bob?
0: things are good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Busy Been busy. I mean, believe it or not, after all we just said, pretty busy, started work on a, a show called Wipeout, which is pretty, uh, pretty I fun. Care. I don't
1: care. Okay. That's,
0: that's that then. How are you, Dan?
1: Uh, no, I do care. Wipeout. Who's the
0: host? It's, uh, John Cena and Nicole Byer are hosting. It's on TBS. It'll believe premiere in the spring. Look at you, Bob. Yeah. And I'm working with uh the sideline reporter as well, Camille Kostik, who is Oh yes. A SI uh swimsuit model famous for uh dating Rob Gronkowski. We have not What do you think
1: that's like
0: dating Rob Gronkowski? I've thought about that a lot. It's pleasant. He holds you in a very pleasant way.
1: Well physically I would imagine Gronk is a nice mate, but <laughs> What is that? What about everything else?
0: Well, I'm just saying like Gronk
1: (laughs) probably can handle his business.
0: Oh, I would imagine in
1: that realm because he's just physically gifted at a level. Few people are. So why would that not extend? Although I'm sure there are are many uh, bad lovers uh, that are professional athletes across the spectrum. But. You just imagine that Gronk is probably checking that box.
0: Oh, I don't imagine that at all, but apparently you're imagining that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's, I'm just saying, like, it's a nuanced look at what Gronk as a partner would be. And I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he would be a, a generous lover.
0: <laughs> okay, good.
1: But everything else feels, like, pretty pretty up in the air. Like, is he good conversation? Uh,
0: Of course he is. He's got a lot to talk about. Is
1: he is he someone you could talk politics with or talk, you know, news of the world?
0: I would say out of all of the New England Patriots, uh, 2000s tight ends, he's the least murdery.
1: Well, that's fair. But what about like? All right. So Camille's uh, mother says something cruel and cuts her down in a way that she needs someone to speak to about what she's going through emotionally. And she called her sister and her sister sided with the mother. She thinks, and she just needs someone to be there for her. like, where is Gronk going to come through on that
0: end of things? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not engaging in this at all with people. Uh, this is my job, man. I'm not entering any of these think? It's my job too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have found the perfect middle ground to get us both fucked over. In our all right. Careers. Let's move off their relationship.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So yes, we're in the rented garage. Yes, It's nice. It's, um, it, it, it feels like a fall outside. We got the space heater on. It's our, how many years we've we been doing this now, Bob?
0: 32 years,
1: 32 years. And, uh, I always like it better when it's there's a little bit of a chill in the garage, Bob the rented garage when it's hot and stuffy, not as nice right now. I'm feeling good. This this feels like good music listening, uh, vibe in an environment right now. I, I lit some incense earlier that reminded you of your, um, grandmother.
0: It smelled exactly like my nanny boobies house. And it got, it got me and put me in a weird place.
1: So, um, that that's in the air. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? So there's magic in the rented garage tonight. And, uh, because of that, we decided, let's let's get in the time machine.
0: Let's go way back.
1: Let's go all the way back. Let's go before, Bob. This would be right around the time where your pubes started coming in. You were about eight years old.
0: I know. I mean, come on. Even even I didn't have pubes at eight years old. You that's, progressed
1: very quickly. Everyone knows that. Well, I had a full, that's that's I, a matter of record on the show.
0: I had a full mustache by the age of 12, <laughs> but I don't think the, the pubes were coming in yet. I know the pubes weren't coming in yet.
1: Um. Yes, 1988. This, uh, what would that be? That's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to, 32 years ago. November. Yeah. 1988. And we uh, went through a couple different countdowns. We love the countdown episodes, they're always fun. And we decided uh, we had three different options 88, 92, 02. 88 one out. Just yeah, bangers galore. Well,
0: pulling back the curtain a little bit, we, you know, not a lot of planning goes into this. We got to the garage tonight. And we were sitting here. We could just, rattling off a list of episodes that we could do, albums that we both like. And uh, the guy across from me just shrugging them all off like a like a pitcher who just wasn't getting anything he wanted from his catcher. He's like, no, I'm not throwing that. It's like
1: that. Gary, you're like Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I just don't trust you. He just didn't trust yeah. me at
0: all. Like everything I was throwing out there just got, just got shook. So we settled on a countdown, which is always fun to do. Like we know we're going to have fun doing this
1: one. Exactly. We decided to have some fun tonight and uh, we know... When we do a countdown, it happens. So we're going to get to the top 10 songs on the Billboard Pop Charts this week, 32 years ago in 1988. Uh, But before we dig into the top 10, we like to each pick a song from outside the top 10. That's what we do. That's what we do. And Bob, um, would you like to go first?
0: Yeah, I picked a song that was way out the top 10. I think it was in the 50s, I believe. I I don't recall, but... Uh, it's going to be the best song that we hear all night, I think. Probably. I don't know.
1: There's don't a, back down.
0: Just well, say it. Well, then it kind of like, it immediately makes the rest of the episode feel.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of a come down Right, exactly. Okay. But,
0: I mean. Well, it's too late. Fuck. Being beat up and around. Being sent up and i down. you the best thing that I've ever
1: and only with care reputations changeable situations terrible, but baby.
0: Traveling Wilberries.
1: All right. I love this song.
0: The, it's such an amazing song, such an amazing super group. The super group of all super groups, of course. With Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, uh, Roy Orbison.
1: And the other guy! And
0: Jeff Lynn, of course. Uh, and George Harrison. I don't think I said George Harrison.
1: George Harrison? Yes, I mean, course. it's just
0: incredible. It's incredible. And this was a song that, going back to 1988, 89, it was was amazing back then, too. I just remember loving this song, like, listening to it in my dad's car. And then it disappeared for 25 years. It did. Because in that era, before everything sort of popped back up on the streaming services, it was not available on iTunes. You were not seeing the CD at record stores. It was just gone.
1: And if Roy Orbison was going to be played on Classic Rock, it would be Pretty Woman. If Tom Petty was being played, it was going to be Free Falling. Bob Dylan, it was going to be Like a Rolling Stone. George Harrison, it would be a Beatles song, or maybe My Sweet Lord. This felt like an artifact of its time. And now, in the last 15 years or so, I feel like people realize that in its own right, it it was timeless. This is timeless. Everybody
0: got somebody now. Awesome. Yeah, there great was a choice. great cover a few years ago. Jenny Lewis did this mm-hmm. with, um, I think, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab and Bright Eyes. And it's just a great song.
1: I love uh, Traveling Wilburys.
0: Yeah, so many great songs. Two albums On they the did. Two albums.
1: Roy Orbison died after the first one. Second one I don't remember as much about, actually. But the, this is the, the debut album from the Willberries. Yep. And it all came out of, I remember reading a, a Petty book. It all came out of uh, just jam sessions. If you could imagine this to be a place at George Harrison's, I don't know if it was Malibu or the Hollywood Hills. Some I think it was Malibu. Some beautiful house. And just all these like rock legends would get together and play.
0: Tom Petty was the young guy.
1: Right. Petty was about 37 when it came out. Um, I remember he told a story, Petty, about going to George Harrison's house And um, and saying he liked this ukulele that was in the house. And then George Harrison the next day pulled up in a car and the trunk was filled with ukuleles and he gave one to Tom Petty. There's just stuff that old rich rock guys do.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite things about the Wilburys is they have a song on that album called Tweeter and the Monkey Man.
1: Yes. And
0: I read somewhere that that was essentially came out of them fucking around making fun of Bruce Springsteen. Because Springsteen had the storyteller quality to his songs. We talked about
1: this on the show. Did we do
0: this on the show? Are you sure?
1: Yeah, we had this conversation. On the show. I I believe so. We've had
0: this show in our personal lives. I can't remember if it was on the show, but I'm sticking with it. I think that's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny that like the most successful rock stars of the second half of the 20th century were just like, let's make fun of Bruce Springsteen. Let's make a Bruce Springsteen song.
1: Yeah, I don't have much of a sense of humor about that book. Wow. Don't think it was funny.
0: Wow, they weren't making fun of Billy Joel, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> Billy Joel probably is like, guys, can I come in? And they like sick the dogs on him.
0: They would have loved if Billy would have shown up, but he was busy that day.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. I went with a song. This surprised me. Um, because I didn't think this was a 1988 song. I always thought this was a little earlier in the 80s. So I was thrilled to see it because it's one of my favorite like 80s soft rock jams. When in Rome, the promise.
0: If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger.
1: You know, in the end, i There's a weird thing about certain 80s songs, even though we were both very young, they kind of capture like uh, some sense of uh, nostalgia for that period. And this is one of those songs. Uh-huh. Like, it feels 80s, but it also feels like something that was playing in the background of my house when I was eight years old. Yeah. And it just stuck in my head somewhere. So then, where. It when I when I hear it, I kinda get transported there a little bit. So while this I don't believe this is a song on the level of Handle with Care, uh, or any of the great truly great songs of the eighties. I just it's like one of those eighties no, songs this that makes is a, me feel good. This
0: is a song where if you said playing an eighties song, this is what an eighties song sounds like. Like I don't think of like Handle with Care or Guns N' Roses or even right. Prince like as eighties songs. That's just music. This is a very specifically an eighties song that new wave Thompson twins kind of thing
1: right love it I'm liking 1988 it
0: was a good time
1: What's going on in 88 George Bush got elected the old man yeah beat the caucus out
0: Yep, we were in second grade.
1: John Lovitz was a great Dukakis.
0: Lovitz was a great everything. Yeah.
1: Well, so Carvey was Bush, yep. That was like a great SNL era. I know we've we've feuded about SNL recently. because Very you're, recently. You're very down on the franchise. Oh, my God.
0: But, I mean, there's nothing fun about being like, SNL used to be funny, but oh, my God, <laughs> it's so bad now. It's not even, you can't even argue it's, it.
1: I, I'm not arguing. I think they're they're in a transition. Um, and it's not very good right now But 80s SNL
0: Oh The the era of Dana Carvey Mike Myers Phil Hartman The beginning of Adam Sandler And David Spade And Tim Meadows like, But that's a little later I'm talking was, right that was, before That was 90 yeah. So Jan Hooks right, Nora right before, Dunn Right
1: Kevin Nealon Yes Like that late 80s SNL Dennis Miller doing Weekend Update G. Smith in the band Yes From G.E. Smith He was Of course He had a whole thing going on G.E. Smith um, That's probably my favorite SNL era And I think the most talented all-around cast And every true great SNL cast needs the utility guy mm-hmm. And Phil Hartman was the best utility man ever Ever There have been other very good ones Like Will Ferrell I thought was excellent also And there's been Bill Hader I think fit that role on some level Right But like a true utility guy that could play any role Hartman Goat man all right, let's get into it. Top ten. What I mean, what is up with Phil Hartman being killed too, and uh, and and gunfire by his own wife?
0: So fucked up.
1: Is that like one of the more kind of sneaky underrated what the fuck moments of our life?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to. Phil of thinking,
1: Hartman gets gunned down by his
0: wife. It just didn't even feel real when it happened because it was like, wait, what? How does that happen? He seems so normal.
1: And then Chris Farley ODs like six months later. It was very strange, strange. strange. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it, Bob. Ten through one this week in 1988. And we start with the woman who ruled basically 1985 to 1993.
0: Linda Castrone.
1: It was your mom. Whoa. Comes in at number 10. (laughs) Wow, mom. (laughs) Congrats. All right, here we go. I'm not hearing anything. Don't hear a thing. I have the volume turned all the way up. That's weird. It started at 19 seconds. Want to clean this?
0: I'm not going to clean that up.
1: All right. Here we go. It's kind of a weird thing on on your greatest hit CD. You're like, well, uh, One Moment in Time, uh, there's an 18-second blank space. <laughs> we could sand that down. Nah. Uh, nah, let's... Maybe it was during uh, Whitney's... Maybe she had Final Say, and she was <laughs> on one of her like Bobby Brown benders. Wait,
0: start now.
1: All right, here we go. This is One Moment in Time, as I said. Let's listen. Whitney had a lot of great songs. Oh, you think? She did, but she also wasn't uh, critically adored. After she died, reading a lot about it, she was kind of a uh, she had a bullseye on her back. For really, a lot of people. That yeah. is,
0: I did not realize that.
1: All right, here we go. Like, Bette Bette Midler did a song around this time that's better than this. Like, a better version of this.
0: The Wind Beneath My Wings? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, (laughs) as I understood it, I watched a a Whitney documentary that she had a very complicated relationship with her black audience. Who thought she was Uh, very... She kind of played to the cheap seats or tried to play the pop game a little too hardcore with some some of the music was not... um, not directed at her own community. There was a lot of heat there. And then, if you were, I guess, a, a music snob, like I bet, I bet Stephen Thomas Erlewine, Ste. Speaking, speaking of schmaltz. music
0: snobs, yeah, I'm sure.
1: Pure schmaltz. But this is, but maybe this is why some people didn't like her. Like this.
0: But I mean, this is like adult contemporary 101 right here. Like this was like 955 PLJ. I think we slow danced to this in middle school. Not you and I together, but like us. With some poor, unfortunate young girls, like this was still like this big, sweeping love song in 1991, 92.
1: But if you were gonna, if you're gonna play a Whitney big uh, torch song, it would be not this. I feel like this is one step below her big, her better work in this realm.
0: I don't know about a full step. This is pretty
1: about greatest love of all. Now that's a Whitney yeah,
0: That's a, more of a banger. give me that. All right, I'll give you that Fine Good.
1: All right I don't know Whitney not making the long Yeah this is You know Not to dwell on the The death here But so far we're talking about A lot of dead people Accidentally tonight Yeah
0: Phil Hartman and Whitney uh, <laughs> Houston
1: Well also Tom Petty and Tom Petty
0: Roy Orbison Roy Orbison,
1: Roy Orbison. <laughs> Please
0: George Harrison
1: it's going to be like uh, we're going to be halfway through this episode and the little like uh, ghost shadows from Ghost are going to crawl <laughs> to this garage and drag us into hell.
0: My nanny booby. We <laughs> oh my God, this. Uh, but I mean, this was 32 years ago. That's a long time ago. 32 years from now, one of us will be dead. The other one will be 72 years old.
1: You think one of us will be dead by 72?
0: Yeah. Jesus not it. Not it. Oh you <laughs> fucked up, you're dead. Should've said not it.
1: Alright. Next uh, is the band Chicago. I don't know who's dead in this band. <laughs> <laughs> this is Look Away. Told me, morning,
0: told me about the new
1: love you found. <laughs> <What>? Yes, <laughs> yes. Happy for you. I'm really happy for you. <gasps> found someone else. I guess I won't be coming round i guess it's over baby it's really over baby whoa and from what you said i know you've gotten over me it'll never be the way
0: Oh yeah. There
1: it is. I <laughs> Wow.
0: I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> I I love I love this genre of song. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I swear I'll be okay. I love you and I miss you and I made some mistakes, but I'm okay. I love it.
1: Did you know that this is Chicago's biggest hit ever? No, really? It topped the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in December 1988. And, and Bob, it was the number one song on the 1989 year-end Billboard Hot 100 chart, even though it never held the number one spot at all in 1989. So it just was... This is the perfect song that gets played on adult contemporary radio for yeah. seven straight months.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: That's what happened here. Oh, I love it. Written by Diane Warren, by the
0: Oh, that makes total sense.
1: And this is the lead singer. was Peter Cetera. Peter
0: Cetera, of course.
1: Who left the band three years earlier to go solo. This is their only hit post Cetera. And Cetera right around this time. This is Karate Kid part two. Karate, era, yeah. I am the man who will fight for your honor. Classic. What a fucking banger that was.
0: Great song.
1: Do we want to listen to that song?
0: I kind of want to watch Karate Kid too. I mean...
1: I try to get into the uh, Cobra Kai and I, the it's on Netflix right now. And I was really into the first season. Yep. Actually, I was into the first like three episodes. I was like, I really like what they're doing with this. This is kind of fun and interesting. And then it started to trail season one. And then by season two, I was like, what the fuck? Is I know. First season. Here? I
0: liked first season a lot. The second season becomes like a teen dramedy. And I wasn't into it nearly as much. But um,
1: which is weird because they still they seem to be smart enough early on in season one to know what made the show kind of fun and interesting. And then yeah. they just like swerve. What do you think
0: about the label yacht rock? Cause that's definitely what we just heard would be classified as yacht rock in 2020.
1: I like it because it, I know exactly what it means. So yeah. it, it, it succeeds in its goal.
0: It does. That's true.
1: Um, here is Peter Sotero. Let's give Sotero some love here and Karate Kid part two. Do you remember the name of the song, Bob?
0: I am the man who will fight for your honor. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah,
1: I would have thought that too. It's actually called Glory of Love. Oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> Parenthetical theme from the Karate Kid Part 2. I I will
0: always love you I would never Can I say that I like I like the label Yacht Rock? I don't like people that like the label Yacht Rock.
1: Interesting. The people
0: that are like, it's Yacht Rock. Oh, it's Yachty Weekends. It's like, all right, yeah, calm, calm down a little that's bit.
1: That's the whites up to their old tricks. Yeah,
0: it's a little too much. Like, oh, let's have a Yacht Rock party. It's Yacht Rock at the Hollywood Bowl. No, don't do that. Just, you know.
1: What should they do? Wait, the drums are coming in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> never noticed that squiggly little guitar in the background it's adorable (laughs) so when when danielson goes to japan with miyagi yes he smashes a girl over in japan right he does yeah does she make it back to America for Karate Kid Part Three? Oh, I, no. I never saw that movie. No,
0: no, no. No, he just smashed it, <laughs> hopped on <out> a plane, <laughs> and came back to America. Peace. I uh, doesn't, and he doesn't even reference her in Cobra Kai. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, there was this one time I uh I banged this chick over in Okinawa. <laughs> Smash like, this never, chick in
1: Okinawa <laughs> <laughs> Okinawa.
0: <laughs> he never even talks about it. <laughs> so that really did not did not mean a lot to the young Danielson.
1: Interesting. I still never I, it's so strange at the beginning of Karate Kid part two that after that great love story in Karate Kid part one, they write off Elizabeth Shoe by just saying, yeah, he's like on the phone in the beginning of the movie. He's like, yeah. And she left me for the big football star. It's like like, immediately. What?
0: like after all
1: that, <laughs> like she was an important person and was like a, a, she is like the, the she is the light for him in that movie
0: of course yeah
1: and then she just she goes smashes the (laughs) quarterback and that's it strange
0: like one town over not even in okinawa come on
1: all right let's get to number nine number eight excuse me a song that just by the title and artist i am not familiar with but we'll see I'm I'm picking up a theme that everybody was a little bit in their feelings in 1988.
0: I think you could you were allowed to be sincere, back in '88. It was before irony, and before people kind of like shit on being emotional.
1: Yeah, but how about we toughen up a little bit?
0: Nope.
1: It's a fine line, I guess. Himself.
0: I mean, think about the top ten songs right now. And a song like this being on there, like in between like WAP and uh, and Mood by 24K Golden.
1: Should we do an episode where we just do straight up the top 10 right now?
0: Ooh, it's not a throwback. Just but
1: check into it.
0: Well, we kind of do those on our mini pods, which you can find on patreon.com slash throwback pod. Every month we do a mini pod and every so often we'll hit a modern song. <laughs> are you playing me off?
1: Stop plugging. Okay. I remember that. No, you're right, though. That is, we do check in on the charts.
0: I mean, we would have never known who Pau Fu was if not for those mini pods.
1: I assume Pau Fu just disappeared into the ether the moment we finished that episode. (laughs) Is that still a thing that exists? I don't
0: know. But Biba Doobie is. All right, but forget that. What are we listening to right now?
1: I don't know. I was about to turn it off. I wasn't getting anything out of
0: it. Me neither. What is it? It's
1: called How Can I Fall by Breathe.
0: Oh. Off the album All That Jazz. <laughs> oh, terrible <laughs> album, man. Come on, Breathe.
1: I'm not familiar with Breathe. As no,
0: work. no, nothing about Breathe. Right. Is it Breath or Breathe? It's Breathe. Okay.
1: There's an E at the end. Okay. All right, Up next.
0: You don't want to talk more about Breathe? You're not on, I you're don't not, really want to say. You're not on the Breathe Wikipedia page right now?
1: There's something that bothers me about them putting their heads together for an album title and saying, how about all that jazz? Because <laughs> <laughs> whatever we just listened to, there's a lot of ways to label it. All that jazz is Come not on. one of them.
0: Come on, Breathe.
1: So what do you have against people that use the term Yacht Rock again?
0: I just think they, th- they think it's very clever. And it's like the whole, like, let's dress up like... We're on a yacht and go to like a concert. It's called Yacht Rock.
1: Why do you hate everybody, Bob?
0: I like a lot of people. Just nobody on the current cast of SNL or anybody that says Yacht Rock.
1: What is it inside you that makes you hate so much?
0: I like a lot of things, but there are some things I don't like.
1: (laughs) I understand what you're saying. I got to say, look,
0: if you like Hall and Oates, I think they're great. Go see Hall and Oates, but don't lump them into this whole. It's a yacht rock night, and like start making it like this big thing. Like, if you want to dress up to go see Hall and Oates at the Hollywood Bowl, knock yourself out. I respect you and I like you. If you want to make it this yacht rock night, where like me and my friends were doing a yacht rock thing, right. it's like no, that's stop that. You're trying. To, you're like looking for an identity within this.
1: All right, so let's say Hall and Oates is on a concert bill with seven other artists, including Peter Satara. Uh, and Chicago. Well, so and Chicago aren't going to be on the same boat because those guys fucking hate each other. Right. Right. Like they, you will see knives come out, uh, knives and brass knuckles and chains and morning stars. Uh, but let's say Chicago's there. Breathe is there. (laughs) They got breathe. (laughs) They they booked them. (laughs) Holy cow. Uh, and it's called the yacht rock tour. Are you not going because that's how it's branded?
0: I'm a little put off by the branding. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think I'd probably avoid it.
1: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. All right, good. So we're moving a little bit out of this realm with uh, one of the great pop stars and another person who left us too soon, George Michael. Here's Kissing a Fool.
0: When I could have been your star Is this the George Michael song that Limp Bizkit covered? Because <laughs> well, I feel like Fred Durst would really nail this one.
1: This is off Faith. What this seems like to me, because I'm not familiar with this song, Faith, and it's such a bummer that this is the Faith song we get. Come on. By this point, we would there would have been Father Figure. Yeah. Uh, Faith. Uh, there's another huge hit off that album. And this sounds like, Man, we already have four huge singles Let's release the fifth single and see what happens Let's see what
0: this does Yeah, Everybody's up in their feelings right now Let's see what this can do (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a song Rod Stewart would cover today
1: Right, it's like a standard Yeah I don't know, man
0: We were all excited about 88. What's happening? Breathe and then this. I mean, come on.
1: I can't stand by this. I don't know if we're ever going to do George Michael again. So I want to hear a
0: good George Michael song. Okay. I was going to say, hopefully at some point we hit a countdown with Faith. (laughs) The, The
1: The album Faith begins with Faith. It goes into Father Figure. Then I Want Your Sex, part one and two. Somehow we get stuck with Kissing a Fool, track nine. (laughs) Now, this is a song.
0: Oh, this is a great song.
1: This would have been a good song for a sleep-sex mix if we were in that age range. Would absolutely put this on a... 1988 sleep sex mix I had
0: this on my 1988 sleep sex mix
1: (laughs) When did you become sexually active Bob? (laughs) And who was it with? George Michael was so huge. I feel like that's forgotten a little bit now. Like he was a true crossover British dude that got as big as anybody here. He was like Michael Jackson big. He when was. This album came yeah. Out. And then by about five years later, he was just like a tabloid dude.
0: He became a punchline very quickly.
1: It's weird. And I think he wrote his songs and
0: Yeah, he was a super talented guy He was
1: like legit
0: The only other podcast we ever mentioned on this podcast The uh, Hit Parade podcast Did a great episode about George Michael and Elton John Kind of the two of them Oh
1: yeah, I think I listened to that And it was just
0: really interesting because You know, at this point he was He's kind of remembered as Not even a one-hit wonder Just like an 80s guy or like a punchline But he was super respected and like Elton John was passing the torch onto him as like the next big British singer songwriter and he held it. And then he made a, he, uh, did don't let the sun go down on me, which gave Elton his first number one in the nineties. So oh, there was yeah. like this big thing happening between the two of them. And then I think just drugs and bad decisions. And, uh, yeah. Then another guy who died way too young.
1: We, um, I went on this, death tour dearly departed death tour here in LA uh like 12 years ago it's like a bus tour and it takes you to all these famous infamous spots in Los Angeles there
0: was a you went on that a lot like like daily for about two years right isn't that true
1: I went to I went to every single um yeah every bus tour I was on it for a good 2008 to 2009 (laughs) I was on every bus tour uh but I was I've always been fascinated by that like uh, LA Hollywood stuff and uh when it's time to take a um like a rest break we went to Will Rogers Park in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and you actually used the bathroom that George Michael got arrested in.
0: <laughs> and they say that to you like if you need to use the bathroom this is yeah, the one. this is it. <laughs> well
1: the guy that runs it is this like uh guy Scott and he's like a very uh campy gay guy. And he loved it. He was just he was all about it. And in fact, the rundown of he hands everyone out a rundown of all the things we'll be seeing uh, for the rest of the tour. And then you turn it over and it's George Michael's arrest report. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: this guy loves his job.
1: Yeah, he he's great. Well, you
0: it. live right by the park where Snoop Dogg shot that guy, right?
1: Yes. Yes. We're right. Right. About a mile from here. Well, wait a second. Did you say Snoop Dogg shot that guy?
0: Killed that guy.
1: First of all. The courts exonerated uh, Calvin Brodus.
0: But murder was the case that they gave him.
1: They did give him that case, but he beat that case. Okay. Bobby. And also, I believe he was the driver, mm. not the shooter. Got it. Okay. Allegedly. Bobby. Not even allegedly. He was found not guilty. <laughs> okay. Bobby. The fuck? What was going on in 88?
0: <laughs> I mean this is like 1988, right? This is this
1: sounds like something that would be on the Say by the Bell soundtrack that <laughs> Kelly Kapowski would sing. <laughs> I, I remember mean, this. Yeah,
0: well, this is from Reality Bites.
1: Oh, is it?
0: Six years later, the Big Mountain. This was like a hit off the Reality Bites soundtrack.
1: Oh, that's why it's familiar. Yeah. And then it says Slash Freebird. So I guess Freebird shows up. Well, it's originally,
0: Skinner. it's a Peter Frampton song. Of course. Of course. Huge hit. So in who, the 70s. Is, who is this right now? This is, who's singing this?
1: <laughs> this is an artist that goes by the name of Will to Power. Not willpower, will to power.
0: Is it the number two? Please say it's the number two. I wish
1: I could say that, but that's not it.
0: Boo. I mean, this is just horrible.
1: Oh, wow. Look at this. You know what's weird? Did this predate the mashups of the early 2000s?
0: (laughs) Did this predate the (laughs) mashups? This is where it all began.
1: But was this like the proto version of that?
0: This is the original uh, Danger Mouse Ray album.
1: Like, like people were running out into the record stores to get this <laughs> because in 1988, the 70s weren't that long ago, and it's like the Skinner song is right there for you. Yeah, the, the Frampton song's right there. Yeah,
0: this would be like a song being covered now from 2006.
1: Exactly. Like And who was like, oh, you know what would make those songs even better? If you combine them into one song.
0: With one steady (laughs) Yacht Rock beat. I can't. This is like something that Glee would do. Right. Like, just like, let's combine two songs from the 70s and just have our our tweens sing it at the top of their lungs. It
1: actually made number one. This is a number one hit.
0: Fuck you. What's wrong with us? Think,
1: think how many are gr- great artists
0: never sniffed, a never man. had a number one.
1: I don't think Tom Petty ever had a number one hit. No, I don't think so. But will to power did <laughs> with a, a Peter Frampton, Leonard Skinner hybrid cover. The fuck's going on here. What the fuck? Uh VH one Bob, your old employer. Back in two thousand nine, in their countdown uh, of one hundred greatest one hit wonders of the eighties, it placed at number ninety seven.
0: I mean, make it number one, because who the fuck knows? Like, they deserve, they deserve more recognition for being terrible and making it to number one. Good for them.
1: All right, let's move on. We're now hitting the top five. I got to say, top ten to five, ten to six. Pretty rough. Pretty, pretty rough. rough, actually
0: we were all excited but that was rough all
1: right it's gonna get better here
0: i did love i did love chicago that was the highlight of that was it. nice the night so
1: far. and we got some soterra in there as well That was enjoyable yeah all right here we go uh this is one of the ultimate hits of the late 80s and it's pretty wild that it exists yes how come i can only think of John Stamos I I know Stamos has really (laughs) taken over he's just he just put his whole imprint on this here we go
0: (laughs) you're
1: gonna be surprised Bob I have some fucking really hardcore Beach Boys takes uh, that are just gonna really surprise me I'm thrilled that's where you
0: Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty
1: mama. This is the part right here, though. Yep. that's it. That's the Mike leader. Love.
0: That's Mike Love doing this.
1: All right, thank you for giving me the segue because yes, Mike Love is a piece of fucking shit. Oh, the worst! What a piece of dog shit that dude is. The worst. First of all, take the hat off. <laughs> and, and not only are you always wearing a hat,
0: yeah. Which, by the way, we know why you're always wearing. We a hat. know, we know, we know what's going
1: on. But he wears a Beach Boys hat. <laughs> like, who does that? Who is in a famous band or a famous anything? It's like it's like bumping into Derek Jeter at the laundromat. I don't know why Derek Jeter would be in a laundromat, and he'd be wearing a Yankees hat. Yeah. like what? Like who? Who would ever? Dave Matthews, I could see him doing that. I could see Dave
0: wearing a wearing, DMB hat. It just says Dave on it. Just Dave. Yeah. But like, who wears a Beach Boys hat if you're in the Beach Boys? <laughs> who even wears a Beach Boys hat? Period.
1: And he's a <laughs> he's a money grubbing pig. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I I knew that. I I know that he's feuded about with the band. And then I saw for Love and Mercy uh, this past this week, and he is very cold to Brian Wilson, who's dealing with the depths of uh, mental illness, uh-huh. and he doesn't give him any respect, and he doesn't help him. He never throws him a line. He just wants hits, hits,
0: hits. Have you ever seen the Beach Boys Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction? No. Mike loves shits on the Rolling Stones during it.
1: Interesting. Everybody knows A
0: little place like Cocoa Now
1: Hang on. I'm, I hate my glove, but I can't let that take away from the one of the great sax solos of all time. I got to run that back. <laughs> I can't miss that. Here
0: we go.
1: <laughs> I like when the sax one just fucking yeah. kicks in the door. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh. Oh.
1: It's like just 80s and 90s long ass flying all over the place.
0: Long ass is everywhere.
1: Tom Cruise just smashing Elizabeth shoe.
0: Yep, top coming off underneath the waterfall. It's great.
1: What a moment that was. Anyway, this song is one of those songs when you are eight. Yep, uh, it's the best song you've I ever. I was going to ask you on a, scale from, <laughs> on a
0: scale from one to ten when you were eight years old. What would you give this? I would have given it a ten, an eleven out of ten. <laughs> I mean, this was. I love this was this song. as good as music got, and
1: we talked about it on the Billy Joel podcast. I thought we didn't start the fire was a fucking masterpiece when I was nine. (laughs) Yep. Uh, and so these were the two best songs of all time. As far as I was concerned, (laughs) you weren't wrong as as the Berlin wall came down and the nineties began.
0: No, I fucking love this. I knew every word. Yeah.
1: But yeah. So Mike love wears a beach boys hat. And the, the, the problem with Kokomo
0: there is no problem with Kokomo.
1: (laughs) 30 years later, 30 some odd years later, is that all I could think about is their arc on full house.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. How
1: John Stamos actually played drums in the video for Kokomo and it was all tied together. So like when I think about this song and what it should be, which is, although it's let's face it, cheesy song, it sounds like a a tourist video. Uh, It's a huge comeback single for one of the great bands ever. And all I could think about is Joey Gladstone.
0: <laughs> you know what other song needs to go in that? Like, It's almost like its own genre of 80s music with Kokomo, We Didn't Start the Fire, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. That's the other one where it's like when you're a kid, it's just fun fucking rock music. Like That, that was rock. Music. That was rock. That was rock Kokomo music. Kokomo was rock, bro. Kokomo was rock to us. I'm going to do a little...
1: Um, uh, Deep Dive on Kokomo on Wikipedia.
0: Let's Please see. do. I mean, the more we can know about Kokomo, the better we'll be as people.
1: The B-side was Tutti frutti. Man, they, they were running out of ideas, huh? It's lyrics describe two lovers taking a trip to a relaxing place on Kokomo, an invented idea of an island off the Florida Keys. Released in July 1988, Number one hit in the United States, Japan, and Australia. <laughs> yes, we have Australian listeners. You guys kept Kokomo at number one for two straight months.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's on you. We can't, I mean, we can't
1: defend that. I get it. I mean, it was number one here, too, but for like a couple weeks. <laughs> you had it at number one for like eight weeks. <laughs> you guys love that shit. <laughs> uh, it also, obviously, was on the cocktail soundtrack, as of we course, mentioned. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue's top coming up at the waterfall, and that was
0: glorious. You Did you do a rewatch of Cocktail somewhat recently? Somewhat recently, yes. How does it hold up? The waterfall
1: scene holds well, up incredibly well.
0: How about everything else?
1: Buoyantly. Uh, it's it's a stupid movie. <laughs> oh, this is interesting, Bob. Underneath genre, uh, there's a genre label on Wikipedia. The genre is labeled Yacht Rock for Kokomo. What? So now it is. Has Yacht Rock gotten big enough where it's an identifier of an entire. Wow, I guess it is. I mean, Wikipedia is never wrong.
0: Oh, I don't know if I like that.
1: I'm going to click on Yacht Rock. The entry, Bob. I'm to have
0: to think about. Oh, this, this is interesting,
1: me. Bob. Yacht Rock, originally known as the West Coast Sound or adult oriented rock is a broad music style and aesthetic commonly associated with soft rock, one of the most commercially successful genres from the mid-'70s to the early-'80s. Drawing on sources such as smooth soul, smooth jazz, R&B, funk, and disco, common stylistic traits include high-quality production, clean vocals, and a focus on light, catchy melodies. Its name, coined in 2005 by the makers of the online video series Yacht Rock, was derived from its association with the popular southern california leisure activity of sailing okay good job a uh the on, original online video series though yeah to pull that out of nowhere
0: it's true all right i respect that
1: are I'll, you back in
0: i'll put a little respect on the yacht rock name now i didn't know that's how it all kind of unfolded
1: all right number four bob dig in baby a little boat did yeah
0: Oh no no stop stop doing that
1: Look I'm on the street I'm to go in the breadlands and the mix it in me be the enemy I'll fight There's the drumming by all-time hottie, Larry Lowland Jr. Where do you come down on Desire, Bob? I don't think we've ever had a Desire conversation. Oh,
0: I'm sure you have drunkenly yelled at me at a bar about <laughs> Desire at some point or another and made me talk to you about it. Talk to me about Desire, <laughs> Bob! <laughs> it's got a bow diddly beat! That has happened more than once. Drunk Dan grabbing me at a bar and making me talk about you two with him. It's been a while since, but that is It's been a while It happened at um, George Keeley's for
1: sure George Keeley's maybe yeah. But it definitely happened at Mohegan Sun
0: Yes, it also happened at Mohegan Sun
1: <laughs> And then I walked right into the <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I do Tell the story because that's a good one
0: We were uh, was that, new, that was New Year's, right?
1: I don't know if it was New Year's we, I, were,
0: we were at the Mohegan Sun Casino
1: No, it was the Pete your night, I think
0: Oh, shit, you're right. That was not Mohegan Sun. That was in Atlantic City. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, we had seen Pete Yorn at uh, the one nice hotel in Atlantic City. I can't remember the name of it right now. Yep. And um, afterwards, we were drunk, and we went to this uh, casino bar where Dan and I were just drinking our faces off. Our buddy Howie was, inv- was there, too, but he was in some big, like, poker tournament, so he was gone for a while. You and I just kept drinking, and when the tab came... It was way more expensive than we thought it would be. And the bartender was also very rude to us the entire night. So you um, you gave him a negative tip, which was the first time that had ever been attempted in the history of mankind, where the bill was like $100. You tipped him negative $10 for the total of $90. And that was it. I don't know how that ended up working out on your credit card statement.
1: I don't know. Well, back then I wasn't tracking anything on my credit card. So I'm sure he just charged 10
0: <laughs> But we were not happy with him. As a person, um, but shortly after that, U two was probably being piped in through the uh, sound system, and you grabbed me and started yelling about how U two is the best band of our lifetime, and how I, how <laughs> I don't s- right. how I don't see it, and how I'm missing out, how I'm missing out on life because. I'm being too stubborn and you're just like you're in my face like pointing in my face (laughs) making this point and at the very end you just kind of you end it with a and that's what's fucking wrong with you. And you turn on your heels and you walk straight into the bathroom and it's the women's bathroom. (laughs) 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 And I stand there and watch as you go just storm in and like three seconds later rush out and then go into the men's room.
1: (laughs) The only part of the story that I have to uh fact check is i'm i'm probably if i was trying to talk you into you too which i have certainly have done it was probably more impassioned rather than angry yeah that's here.
0: true yeah yeah that was the wrong word impassioned is the right way to go <laughs> but uh, so how where do i stand on desire um you know what i am I'm, I'm kind of like coming or ar- I'm not going to say coming around on YouTube. That would be that would be a false statement. But, you know, YouTube two, they have their Sirius XM station now. Yes. Guess what I did? No, I saved it. No, you did. Got it on my uh, presets right now. Are you serious? But then I when I saw that DMB radio was back, I replaced it with DMB radio. <laughs> so I did do that kind of purposely as a fuck you to you. But I did have them <laughs> on there. So for, twisted. I had them for a little bit on there until DMB radio came back. But, um, no, you know what? I've, uh, you know, Heather will sometimes play you two around the house. I love
1: that. Heather loves. you. Yes. Too. My
0: wife does like you too. So, uh, I, I don't immediately, of course there's the overplayed songs. I can't stand, but I get that some of the deeper cuts. And I, I would even say desire yeah. kind of fits under that category. I mean, I know it was a hit and everything, but. It's not something that you hear all the time. It fall, It's
1: the album that's between the Joshua Tree and Acton Baby, right? So it, it even though that was a huge hit for them, um, that's not like the huge hit song that kids played as much. Exactly. Yeah, that falls in that category.
0: I am way more tolerant of that now than I used to be. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm, I'm an older man now. I you you saw me eating mushrooms the other night. That's a, something that is. That's something I wouldn't have done in and my twenties. isn't. I just I mean it's a recent thing. I'm finally not disgusted by mushrooms. I mean I still like when I think about it I can't eat them. But if I'm just kind of like hanging out drinking I could have one now and again. But it's uh, yeah mushrooms in you too in my forties maybe I can give them both a little try.
1: Wow, Bob! What growth? A lot of growth. All right, here we go. Up oh, nose. Up next, excuse me is a a young woman out of Australia. Yes it is. We'll leave it at that. Damn, it
0: sucks. (laughs) This is, wait, hold on. This is the Australian National Anthem, right? This is it.
1: This is the song that most Australians would like to be buried to, yes. (laughs) Kylie Minogue, The Locomotion.
0: I mean, this makes Kokomo being the number one hit there for two months, it makes a little more sense now when you hear this. What is
1: going on in Australia? But this is also the year Kick came out. I know. I have an announcement to make, actually. Oh, wow, this is big. To our friends. (laughs) Yes. Kleine. And Mancy. And Mancy. That Kick by NXS is the most listened to album in the hands of this house in 2020.
0: That's amazing.
1: My sons really like it. Their favorite song is uh, Ghouls in the Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they like every song on it. And it just gets a lot of play in this house. So that would have never happened without the throwback podcast and the great research done by our Australian listeners.
0: That's so cool. Well, now you got to get Kylie Minogue on there and get them listening to The Locomotion.
1: Hutchins and uh, Kylie were smashing. Of course they were. Yeah, big time.
0: (laughs) And then years later, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie were smashing. (laughs)
1: It's pretty amazing listening to this song, which is like the epitome of disposable 80s pop that she created or was involved in the singer of a song that was so good that it ended up on the throwback podcast playlist.
0: I mean, Kylie Minogue, I'm not going to I don't want to get you things. out of my head. I don't want to spoil things right now, but Kylie Minogue is in a very good position to get a second song on the throwback podcast playlist right now. Kylie could go two Over for my two, dead body Two for two. <laughs>
1: That's bad. That's really bad.
0: I mean that's that's the Macarena but in nineteen eighty
1: eight. Right, which is really saying something. Yeah. Cause there was like the level of self awareness in nineteen eighty eight just seems very
0: low. Do you think it's just because though she's so attractive that everybody was like, Yeah, let's just make this thing go. Let's just play it over and over again.
1: I don't know. Like what I know obviously that's a cover. Um But wasn't she a soap opera star at that point? So they thought, oh, let's let's throw her a a cover. and Maybe we'll get a little novelty hit. And then she ended up becoming one of the biggest stars Mm. in the world off that. Jesus Christ. I'm looking at the single cover. It looks like she's. Looks like it's from 1925, the photo. (laughs) It's bizarre. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Big fan. Big, big Kylie fans here at the Throwback Podcast.
1: We do love love Kylie. Um, after an impromptu performance of the song at an Australian Rules football charity event.
0: Of course. Obviously. <laughs>
1: as you do. With the cast, uh, the rest of the cast of Neighbors, which was the soap opera she was on, she signed a record deal with Mushroom Records to release the song as a single. And then it just became a global hit and it changed her entire life. How about that? Wow. How old is Kylie Minogue? That's a good game. How old is Kylie Minogue? got to get it within two years. Oh shit! Don't do math. Just say it. Just um, say it. Fifty-one. No, she's got to be older.
0: I know she does, but I can't believe. They say she's
1: fifty-five. Let's see. Might be right in the middle. Kylie Minogue is fifty-two. All right, I got got it. it. Good job. All right. The the album. Do I
0: win, Kylie Minogue?
1: Yes, you get Kylie Minogue. Cause she's an object, Bob. She's not a person. No, that's
0: not what I meant. meant You sir, are canceled.
1: I just. (laughs) Yes, Bob's canceled. Treated Kylie like she was an object (laughs) to put on a shelf, and now he's done. His career is over. (laughs) Forty-seven
0: dead. Don't
1: care I love her eyes And her wild, wild hair Dance to the feet That we like best Headin' for the night Tears Headin' at the Wild, wild west. west Wild, wild west Wild west <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about this song The funny thing is like People in the 80s Again, yes, it was Before Irony and there was a level of earnestness. Yeah. Like, there were people just like dancing to this song. Like, so
0: sincerely. Like, this is my
1: favorite song.
0: Throwing their hair back and just fucking going nuts.
1: Big long butts and long vagina areas. Yeah. Didn't matter.
0: Unironic mustaches. Everything.
1: <laughs> like, you would have had like Baba Booey hair. And it would have just been a normal
0: thing, like a mullet with a mustache. Yeah, yeah. It would just be but, understood. So here's the thing: this is clearly like we both still know every word to the song somehow. This is clear. This is clearly the music that like was a part of us when we were eight years old, and it kind of made us in a way who we are today. Like okay. this was, this was there. This was like if we were a, a flower growing. This was the nutrients that were being sprinkled onto us Wow! Bob. and this is how we turned out so my son is just turned nine he was, and you know he listens to music but nothing like this so what's what's the music now going to result in
1: like what kind of flower is your son turning into that's
0: my question because this pure stupid unironic just happy Happy song and also like the songs and their feelings. The very sincere music from the 80s made us the uh, assholes we are today. Yes. So like, what does that mean with the music that my son is listening to now in 2020 and the, uh, the music videos he's watching where he's um, telling you where he pulled you aside and told you how he saw an inappropriate music video <laughs> where <laughs> he couldn't wait to share. He couldn't, that couldn't wait to tell you it was a Doja Cat video where there was a girl with underwear in her butt and they were pouring wine on each other's tummies. And there's just all these things that he couldn't head around that immediately got me in trouble that he was on YouTube without me around. So uh, all of that was happening. But what I'm saying is the world is a lot different now. How did this make us who we are?
1: I, you know what? I, at this age, I feel like it was just background music. I, I don't think... Because it wasn't like... I feel like even your son, who's just turned nine is more advanced than I was because I wasn't curious. Not that we had an opportunity to create playlists. It's so different now. It's so different now. It's so much easier to kind of get into music now than it used to be actually become like a music consumer or someone that knows what they like. Back then, it was just like, this is what's on the radio. It was on the
0: radio in your mom's car.
1: Right. And yeah. that was kind of where it began and ended. And then yeah. when you get a couple of years older, that's when you start getting the mixtapes out and you you know, tape the Z100 and things like that I feel like that's more Where I could say You start to understand Like where your personality Starts to build Off music a little bit mm-hmm. But I don't know If like Wild Wild West By the Escape Club Influenced who I was In any way I, I can't think it say just but. sunk
0: in I think it was just In the ether around you though Like that was just the world That we were living in Where that was a number two song
1: Of course it's not even the best Song called Wild Wild West
0: Well you're giving Wolf So Jaden. Oh come on!
1: Look, it's only a couple more records left on the don't album, do this. man. Like, what you think I should put on now?
0: Wow, wow, what?
1: Really? Nah, come on, man. People, mm. people heard that. I mean, I, I got some hot records. I got the rain. I got what, is um, what should I do next? Wow, wow, all right, look. You, you know what? Look, I'm, I'ma just go on. I'ma pick my own. I'ma put something else on. Yeah. All, right, all right, man. Fine.
0: Wow, wow. Uh. All right, that's all we have to hear. We don't hear.
1: All right. Stop it.
0: Stop. <laughs> I love how much you hate it. You hate it. No, I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> All right. This is what you have to to give just a little bit of respect to Wild Wild West by Will Smith. No. It was the last song. From a movie where the song's lyrics were just the plot of the movie. <laughs> like they don't do that anymore.
0: That's true. Yeah, the Ninja Turtle rap, Men in Black, Wild Wild West. It's true. Crying Game. Yeah, <laughs> that was the prime time of the plot being in the song.
1: And Drew, who's on, is Cisco on this album?
0: On the Wild Wild West soundtrack. Oh, well, well, we know it's Where's that Drew Hill? <laughs>
1: Once upon the time in the West, Will Smith becoming hugely popular for a second time as a rapper Was one of the weirder things
0: That was, yeah
1: But that was kind of the end of it for him Okay, guess what, Bob? We've What's made it? it all the way to number one We did it It's time And it's an artist that we actually kicked around the idea potentially of Talking about tonight So consider it
0: Yeah, as you were shaking everything off left and right When I, when I said this <laughs> artist you, uh, you kind of You stepped off the mound You looked at me We had a little, little Wiped the sweat from my brow We had a pitcher's conference On the Rubbed mound Rubbed the ball in my hands
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looked up at the The strike The uh, ball and strike count
0: But we did come dang- I would say dangerously close To doing this artist tonight <laughs> Yep
1: The number one song This week In 1988, 32 years ago. I think this is Bad Medicine, of course, by Bon Jovi. I think I read or watched some type of documentary on Bon Jovi and how you know they worked with hit doctors that right. wrote the songs with them. And one of the things was get to the chorus as soon as possible. Yeah. That's how you get a hit. So they had a couple songs where the song just started with the chorus. I always like this part. So like this song just started with chorus and the same thing was shot through the heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus.
1: What do you think about this song?
0: It's fun to listen to because it's not shot through the heart. It's not living on a prayer. Right. It's nice to uh you know hear some like deeper cut Jovi.
1: It was the lead single from their follow-up album from Slippery When Wet was their, obviously their big breakthrough and this was the album New Jersey
0: New Jersey just fuck it we're calling it New Jersey <laughs> we want
1: to get on that Springsteen shit and uh, and it was obviously a number one single how about that his third number one single Bon Jovi the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer
0: the, the legend Bon Jovi
1: if someone offered you tickets to see Bon Jovi Bob in a small venue would you see him
0: with COVID? Small venue with COVID? With COVID. <laughs> Wait a minute. That does make it harder.
1: COVID's cured. In fact, they're. this is part of like the COVID celebration all cl- across the world. Oh. Their big acts are playing small venues. Sign
0: me the fuck up for the Bon Jovi COVID <laughs> celebration. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> of course. Pretty good. You don't even have to give me tickets. I'll buy tickets for that. Um, so that'd be fun. I'd definitely go see Bon Jovi. I bet
1: Bon Jovi would be a pretty good concert. But there's the, the thing, though. I mean, I don't know. John Bon Jovi, like, how do you break up with Richie Sambora? He hasn't been in the band in like eight years now.
0: Sambora's got to be there. The big gripe, though, not even gripe. The thing with Bon Jovi that I think almost hurts him is like, did you see the thing where Chris Christie was tricked into making a campaign video for a Democrat over in like Wisconsin?
1: No, but it's funny. It
0: was pretty funny. They had him on, cam- Chris Christie's on Cameo. And this, like,
1: oh, they paid for him to say something, they paid for him to
0: say to the challenger, like, hey, Danny, come back to New Jersey, you don't want to be out there anymore, come to New Jersey. It was like that kind of thing, like for the challenger, which is pretty genius. But Chris Christie's like, come back to New Jersey, we got Springsteen, we got Bon Jovi, we got the Jersey Shore, and it's like, and it's like, all right, don't put Bon Jovi in that category, (laughs) like, it's great that you have Bon Jovi, but. That's like, it's not doing him any favors to put him up in that category.
1: Well, that's all he ever wanted to be, though. He wanted to be, said it in the same breath as Springsteen. He's always wanted to be at that level. But for like a certain age group, like the people that were born like five years before us,
0: Bon Jovi was fucking monstrous. Yeah.
1: Especially where we grew up.
0: I prefer his acting career.
1: I like him in the uh, submarine film.
0: I liked his rom com movies that he did. Oh, when he was Painting the House? Painting the House, yeah, yeah painting I, can't the remember, house I can't remember the name of the movie <laughs> that's, that's what it's was called Was Marissa Tomei in it? I think so Bon Jovi paints Marissa Tomei's house What's this? <laughs>
1: One more time. Feel. Yeah yeah, it was called the Painting the House movie with Marissa Tomei and Ben Jovi.
0: <laughs> and is that the one where he has a baboon heart or is that something else? That, no, no, that was Christian Slater had the baboon heart.
1: Like, how come he couldn't get in one good movie? Like, it never happened. Was
0: he in pret a Porte too? The I mean, mo- he was. a model movie?
1: He's a good-looking bastard. I mean, of And he tried hard to be an actor. And it just never happened. Okay, found it. Started the films Moonlight and Valentino. I think that's the that's paint in the, the house movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then the submarine it says and U five seventy one. That's the submarine movie. I like how we know both movies Bon Jovi started.
0: See <laughs> the only podcast out there that can just The only one name both of Bon Jovi movies. I don't movies. even think Bon Jovi can name those two movies. <laughs> well we couldn't name them, but we knew that he was like, in them.
1: Did I paint did I paint my house in a, in one of these movies? It rings a bell. Uh, he also appeared on Se- Sex of the City, Ally McBeal, and the West Wing. Bon Jovi, man. <laughs> he was also the owner of the uh, Arena Football League team, the Philadelphia Soul. Mm-hmm. And then we just saw him recently. On, uh, there was a Sunday, a Monday night football game where my dearly departed Jets, speaking of dead things, Mm-hmm. Um, nearly beat the patriots and there's john bon jovi sitting in the box with robert Kraft. wow with white hair yeah i love that uh, he kept so bon jovi still has like the feathered rock guy you know 40 something rock guy and we the 50s now um haircut and then he let it go gray which i think there's a nobility to that
0: there is yeah You don't want to see him with, like, short gray hair. That'd be weird. He needs to have that feathered mane.
1: Right. He's got, like, the, yeah. It's kind of, like, his hairstyle. Like, I don't think anybody else could pull it off but John Bond. Um, All right. There you go, Bob. We did it. 88. Top 10 songs of 1988. And then, uh, you know, the two others that we uh, both enjoy immensely. Of course. Uh, And a
0: couple of other random ones in the mix, including Wild Wild West by Will and Jaden Smith. (laughs) And maybe Drew Hill. We can't remember. It's
1: pretty bad. It's pretty bad that Will Smith had that second moment. Why do we let that happen? We
0: would have never gotten getting jiggy with it if we didn't let that I,
1: happen. I, I'm gonna say put it on the board, Bob. I no. know we had flipped the board and we had started. An, what was that? We had started another investigation. I
0: assume it's a COVID board now, right?
1: Was that what the investigation? Yes, was? it was
0: from the Foo Fighters episode with the uh, the old video for <laughs> "This Is a Call." <laughs> Where the COVID virus Oh, no, it wasn't this No, well. no, I'll I, stick around I'll stick around where the uh, the virus is in That's where it began That's where it began, yeah Right, in 1995
1: <laughs> in a Foo Fighters video That's where COVID-19 began Dave
0: Grohl either tried to warn us Or is behind it
1: I want to flip the board around Just to add one string And I know it might seem flimsy to you, Bob But I think it's important uh, To leave no stone stone unturned Of course That the decision to allow Will Smith To create more music uh, and become the biggest pop star in the world, briefly, again, the fact that that happened yeah, might be why nine eleven happened.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. This so is the motivating It was factor. basically
1: revenge on the West for Will Smith and what wild, he had done. Wild West.
0: Whoa. String it up. String it up. String it up, yep. baby. Okay. You know what? That's why we're doing this podcast. There's no reason to deny it. Yeah, Wild Wild West. It's on the board now. All right, Will, you're on notice. He is. We're gonna start digging.
1: Well, but was Will behind it, or was Will essentially his his doings indirectly? I mean, that's all stuff we unt- we have to unpack. Yeah, I
0: mean, he would want you to think that doesn't you know, it's him being the victim. But of course, that's why you have to consider him a suspect. Okay. Yep. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Before we uh before we break out the red string, Dan, yes. we gotta thank everybody that makes this podcast possible. Yes. Besides you and me.
1: Well, yeah, we are the number one reasons why.
0: <laughs> No, the number one reason is everybody on patreon.com slash throwback pod. Yes. They're the ones absolutely. keeping this afloat. People that are kicking in two dollars a month, six dollars a month, and voting on polls. Yes. Twelve dollars to Watch our little mini pods that we're doing every month. Yes. And of course, our top tier sponsors, keeping us alive. Kleiny and Mansi.
1: Oh, people. Top people.
0: Who are just in heaven right now that Australia got so much play in this episode. So and much play. In excess, just being the number one Hanses album of 2020.
1: And what was the song Tick. that was two mo- the two month long hit in Australia?
0: Uh, that was uh, Kokomo, Dan. I mean, Kokomo. Co- I- Two months, guys? <laughs> uh also we have to thank Two of course months? Courtney and Wyatt. Keeping us uh, alive.
1: Awesome. Love awesome people.
0: Things. And and the, the wee one. The the wee ones. And the one and only Bruno the sponsor.
1: No, I only like one of the children.
0: Oh wow. Yes. Oh.
1: I don't want to say which one. No, that would, make that them would be them feel. Yes. Yeah. No, you're so just you know. beware. There's one that stands out.
0: Mouth it, it to me right now. Mouth the name of the one that you like. Becky. No, that wasn't about, you whispered it and we don't even know if that's, <laughs> I don't know. That was right. going to be a bit where I just, you know, okay. And, uh, of course, Bruno, the sponsor up there in Canada. So happy where now. Where
1: the fuck is he right now? So,
0: I mean, he's got to be celebrating that now we got to, we're going to have a new president there. So our relations with his country will be a lot more open, but it, he's
1: detached from the country. <laughs> like he lives in, in a log cabin deep in the woods. I don't even know how he has the cell service to be able to hear this show. <laughs> it's not clear that he does.
0: He's like the Unabomber, except all he does is he sends <laughs> podcasts money to keep them going. Like the best Unabomber ever. So thank you. to. I, Bruno. I would say he's
1: an upgrade on the more popularly known Unabomber. And I yes. don't
0: know if he's still single, but uh, I'm sure the Gmail is still up and active. Uh, Bruno, the sponsor <laughs> at Gmail dot com. This guy's looking for love. That was, he was a bad idea. He was a while ago. That did not
1: get off the ground.
0: Fair we well. don't know. We don't know. But you think you. Bruno be smashing? Of course, Bruno be smashing. How
1: many times do you think Bruno's sponsors gotten laid in the last six months?
0: How many days are in six months? One hundred and eighty. <laughs> about how many different? About one hundred and sixty-five different.
1: Man, he is ladies. A, yeah, is a,
0: it's What uh, Bruno? the that's what you do, Dan. When you're Bruno the sponsor,
1: prodigious lover.
0: And of course, we also have to thank our super Patreoni. Neil 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 Yeah Yes so thank you to Neil yeah. All of the Patreones Thank you guys for uh, For doing this for us Yeah Yeah
1: Alright let's do it Let's pick a
0: song And do we want to tease That there might be some Changes coming up In the throwback podcast Or should I Should that be the tease And then we don't Talk about it again
1: I have not been made aware Of this yet either So
0: Okay so we're not Going to say anything else Right now
1: But I didn't know There are changes
0: coming No I guess not <sighs> I guess there won't be
1: I'm so detached now That I don't know When things are happening
0: Yeah So we're not going to talk about that Okay In this moment But thank you to everybody And now we get to pick a song
1: What a cliffhanger there By the old I know drone.
0: It is Now we're going to pick a song To add to the throwback podcast playlist It's a sleepy six mix song Wait, you're going to add this to the playlist? Close your eyes and dream When you are done with my dog We can listen while we're kids keyboard does that mean you want to add a sleepy sex mix song to the playlist no i just you know you're just in the mood to listen to that this felt like it (laughs) okay all right well let's pick a song all right oh it's time yeah why not what are you doing you're rigging out all of us let's do it time for Bob to well my first thought is it's so confusing I feel it in my pants and uh what more can you say I feel it in my thighs uh uh don't don't do this now it makes the cry the way you're in like it's time for Bob to. No. Time for Bob to no. Time for
1: Bob to vimp. With that in mind, the selection is Bob. I don't know. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to pick.
1: Oh, you want to throw one out there?
0: I don't. I want you to throw one out. Jeez.
1: Out there. All right. This is tough. Uh. Oof. Top five is tough. I'll tell you
0: what I feel like. I feel like I feel like I was kind of tricked tonight. Okay. I feel like you saw, you looked at this top ten, uh-huh. which we both saw like names that we recognized and yep. things that would be fun. And I think you saw this top ten and you said, "Oh shit, <laughs> I can backdoor another U two song onto the throwback podcast playlist." Here's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Because how could I fight it? What am I going to fight? What am I going to say? Like, oh no, it should be the Chicago song? What am I going to fight for Breathe? I can't fight for Breathe. Am I going to argue that Kokomo by the Beach Boys should be on there? It's
1: a tough one to put on I there. I mean,
0: maybe the best thing I could argue is a little Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi, but that's not even like a top 10 Jovi song no, for it's me. Not. So I can't argue for that.
1: Box them in. So I feel like
0: I got fucking sandbagged. <laughs> Desire Desire is going to go
1: on the playlist. No. The latest edition to the no. Throwback Podcast Shit. playlist. And I could not be more thrilled. It's just made by 2020. 2020 is now awesome. <laughs> uh, so check it out wherever you get your playlists. Spotify, Apple Music especially. And no, if you
0: don't have Spotify, you should probably get Spotify. Get Spotify.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Where are you going there, Bob? I like it. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you everybody for listening That's yes. good I'm glad that you guys do this
0: Yeah, thank you guys Like you
1: listen to our show That's fun
0: It's uh, crazy that you do There's so many other podcasts out there
1: Don't let them know that Don't give them that information It's us and
0: Hit Parade And that's it That's it um,
1: I think Hit Parade's behind a paywall Not so anymore they're,
0: they're back out Ah, what a failure What? No, they had to go in the paywall Due to COVID And now they're doing okay again So they're right. out of the paywall good.
1: They're great Good for them
0: And their, their newest episode by Why do we keep
1: talking about Hit Parade?
0: Fantastic new episode Welcome. About uh, a lot of power pop. Um, follow us on Twitter at ThrowbackPod. Instagram at ThrowbackPod. You can email us, and by us I mean me, at thethrowbackpod at gmail.com. And uh, what else is there, Dan? That's pa- it. Five I, stars on iTunes. That's it. Five
1: stars on iTunes, and of course, always and forever, get fuck yourself.
0: Right? Yeah.